when the Saints have the ball. Oh, look at this run! What a run! Marshawn Lynch! Still oh. on his feet! Has blockers now! He's dancing his way for the touchdown! Uh, Alright, welcome to the Dusty Football Podcast, uh, episode 3 today. On the pod today we've got J-Man, the GM of Zeke Shit Elliott, and Carlson, GM of Shanghai Sharks. Boys, how are we? Good, mate. Uh, Thrilled to be on the pod, thrilled to make my debut here, and uh, yeah, yeah, good chats and nonsense. It's great to have you, it's great to have you. J-Man, what about yourself? Yeah, Ben, you doing well, mate. Uh, as Carl said, yeah, good to be here, and uh, good to get my voice out uh, to the crowd. Uh, got a few things to talk about. Um, and a few things to settle, so uh, good to be on the pod, mate. Yeah, it's good to have you both. I mean, obviously, you're both heavyweights uh, last year, both in the uh, in the playoffs, respectively. J-Man, you went on, went on a big run on the back of Henry's performances, only to get knocked off by our our ultimate champion, uh, the forever great Spud. Um, and Carlson, obviously a bit unlucky at the end of the year there, but a very, very solid um, year. Um, also knocked out by Spud, I might add. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> Mate, two of my three losses came against Spud last year, so... He was a serious player, wasn't he? Uh, it, it'll be good to have him on the pod one day, um, just to work out what it, what it takes to be that good at, the, at this sport we all love. Um, obviously, today's pod, we're going to go into a bit of a deep dive um, of Zeke Shit Elliott, um, work out what the draft strategy was, how it's playing out for him. Obviously, both teams on the pod today have gone in different directions this year off their success last year. Uh, but first, <laughs> no but, doubt, mate. No doubt. But first, we'll get into a bit of a recap of last week's games. Uh, so first, cap off the rank, uh, we've got Jahertzing Ouch, um, scoring ninety four point six, defeated by Klopp that year dog one hundred fifty eight point five. Huge outing um, from Espo this week. What, what were your takeaways from that game? Look, I re- I reckon this is typical Espo from last year as well. If, in fairness. He'll come out of, out of nowhere with a real unicorn type of score. And then the next week, he'll put up a double <laughs> digit. So I'm, I'm keen to see how he plays out next week. But, uh, mate, good on him. Agreed. I thought Boss is going to come away with it. Because that last year was the week two was the week he put up that 200 plus score. Yeah. Uh, when everyone thought, you know, 120 was a good score, and he comes out of nowhere and puts the 200 up. And I think yeah, we all thought. starts to think he's the origin. He wasn't being touched. <laughs> And then, did he even make playoffs? No, I I'll, think hey, he. No, he did. He, he was, was top of his division conference. conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, just looking through those scores there. Um, got the scoreboard up here, and uh, yeah, Poss, just a miserable day. Um, this is uh, Zeke Shit Elliott's esque. Um, seven from Kamara, eight from Nixon, one point eight from Higby. Looks like might have just got the one reception. And look, his special teams are sort of just saved in there. Um, and Jalen Hurts, Neil with Joey's team. Derrick Henry, 47, <laughs> continues to go on about how I got 100 each week from Derrick Henry last year, and he never cracked 40. So, um, And then you've got Tyler Lockett, 31, Kyle Murray, 30, and then Gronk pulling out you know, a bunny from the hat there and getting a nearly a 20. So it was a pretty good week for Joe, if I must admit. Um, but he's got sort of went against himself there with the Ravens' defense and the Chiefs' head coach. So... 
I thought that was a risky well, play. The Ravens game. Yeah, yeah, against Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. I think it, yeah, it's it's going to be hard to lose any games where you've got one guy almost cracking 50 and two guys yeah. in the 30s and Gronk almost at 20 as well. That's going to be pretty hard to lose from there. Um, That's true. That is true. Uh, yeah, but okay. not a good outing from uh, Jahertzing. Uh, just didn't get... No real production from anyone. You know, just some contributors. They actually did well in terms of uh, the sort of miscellaneous positions in defense, yeah. kicker, and head coach. <laughs> like head, head coach and uh, Jalen Hurts' uh, rushing touchdown there almost saved him from, <laughs> from a know, potential the dreaded 82.93. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he's in serious trouble if uh, Bill's head coach don't win by, you know, they don't win 35 deal. But, uh, you know, that's what you, you take him early, you get the you get the rewards. He's definitely on the cusp of that. I, I didn't even think about that. You take away a couple of key plays there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and suddenly it's a different story. So what, is yeah. that a blocked kick from New Orleans and an interception? I mean, you take yeah, away... Yeah, that also saved him as well. <laughs> New Orleans looked terrible, and then, uh, you know, third quarter, fourth quarter, they just sort of come out and put out a few, uh, <laughs> a few points out of the hat. So, um, yeah, I mean, County's, uh, you know, County's lives there, night lives as a cat. So, uh, <laughs> so he's pretty lucky in that sense. Yeah, pretty, pretty lucky. And one we didn't really uh, predict on the pod, I think, all three of us on last week, both Hawley and Poss, um, took uh, Poss to win that and win it big, most of us. So I guess we're reading our hats now. Mm. Uh, great game, and we'll, we'll see what's gonna what the next step is for Jahertzing Ouch. I think a great start to the year, but now um, I think he's got to have a long, hard look at himself. I think he had quite a few changes just after the uh, the way we went through today. So keen, keen to see how we feel with the team next week. Very interesting. There's quite a few changes there. Yeah, well, we'll get to that later in the uh, the preview of this week. Um, but next up, we've got uh, Saquads, um, defeated by our, our own commissioner. So Saquads on 137.92, defeated by Team Les Grossman, 140.22. Yeah. What are our thoughts on this, this one? one? Absolute cracker, this one. Um, you know, come down to Devontae Adams versus, you know, Joe Hockey in the end. And uh, Joe Hockey's, you know, pulled out 20. Um, and then, you know, 140 versus 137, can't really ask for a better score than that. So that's probably the, um, you know, matchup of the round, I dare say. Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think we called it last week on the pod. We said it was going to be uh, the match of the round, and it certainly uh, lived up to the billing. Um, just looking at the scores, obviously Mahomes, I think it was remarked early that uh, the reason he was so keen on him was it guarantees you don't get a nudie if you've got a guy like Mahomes. He's always good for a 20-point score. Mm. It was inspired um, by our, our, our Lord and Saviour, Harry Spurgeon, last yeah, there's year. No, there's, no other, there's no better way to win a comp, as Spud showed last year. Uh, but just consistent. No real outrageous scores, to be honest, in that team. Uh, Devonta Adams just hit 20 from, uh, Jonathan Taylor there, though. That's yeah. that what kind of killed him there. Well, he's got that other running back, that Hines, on that side that uh, I think takes a few carries off him. Um, oh, yeah, that's so, yeah. so I think that's one to watch. I thought I think he was heavily uh, regarded coming into this year, Jonathan Taylor, as sort of the lead back. But yeah. I think as time's gone on, I, I don't know if he's really going to be that bell cow that you can rely on every week. Yeah, I was... Um, they, were, they were all sold on him being the bell cow. Big time. Yeah, they really were hot, uh, high on him in the draft. He was going top five in some of the mocks that I saw. Yeah. Yeah, so, I was having a, I listened to a few pods, you know, trying to get... 
because he should know it's off to a better uh, better start. But uh, that, yeah, John Taylor apparently had the most red zone touches like first two weeks. But don't quote me on that. But um, I mean, you add a touchdown or two in there, mm. and I reckon he'll get them. They're going to come. Yeah. Um, and I reckon, um, yeah, John Taylor bit of a bounce back this week or next week. I think. Again, as well, last week on the pod, uh, Post took said it was going to be close and it was going to come down to the streaming positions. Um, so you sort of oh. you kick a defense head coach and that Vinny was going to get it right um, and Saquon's work. And when you look at it, it's com- Post was well off the mark last week. Uh, to <laughs> yeah, to be mean, honest, the only thing <laughs> keeping uh, Saquon's in this game was the streaming <laughs> positions. I mean, 16 from his defense, 13 from his kicker. Three from a head coach is handy. Um, and yeah. compare that to Vidi, who really didn't get much production there. Um, so I got seventeen from um, old Carlson over from there. From Carlson, so, yeah, uh, that, that's <laughs> yeah, good. That, that was a good one, a good late pickup from Ben. Yeah, we, we've seen a few kickers put up some big scores this week, um, and I'll, I think I'll have a few thoughts uh, later on in the pod um, on that topic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jason Sanders went off for a real discussion point for you, Beach. With, with the whole the volatility of these figures. I'm, I'm not going to get sucked into it now, but it, it's a frustrating part of this league. Uh, and if there's not a poll on it next year, I think a lot of people are going to think about their positions in this league and whether they want to continue. Uh, it's just frustrating every week. You just cannot get it right. <laughs> um, but yeah, really good. It, I mean, Vinny off to a hot start, 2-0. Um, he, not many people gave him the time of day early in the year. I thought he was... It was him and Jimmy. Him well, I thought him and Jimmy were fighting it out for the wooden spoon. Lo and behold, he's two and zero, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's performing. Yeah, another gun. It's a really solid. Just a thing. quick, just a quick thing, Beach. Um, bit of a mastermind stroke from Vinny there, but he's benched Antonio Brown, who's you know polled a massive two point seven. Yeah. So he's got him on the week that he's dropped a bomb, and then you know the week where he doesn't have as many receptions, he's got yeah. him on the bench. That's, that's just classy stuff. That's really Yeah. You know, you can't buy that type of skill. So, um, but, you know, 48 points, Tampa scored that game, and he gets 2.7. So, yeah. Well, I think, I, what, I, that, yeah. I think what you couldn't have predicted as well is in a game that, what, Tampa Bay scored 48 points, yeah. that he's only going to go for 2.7. Um, yeah, really solid. Yeah. Really solid. Real class. That's a great pickup, Jamie. Yeah. It does show him it's not all luck. I thought. I didn't think Brown was much of a pick up at the start of the year, but he showed last week he could get it done. But I, it shows mm. that Vinny's got the uh, skills to, to play, <laughs> get an inside tip. So yeah, great pick up there. Um, probably some thoughts uh, Saquon's is going to have around his team moving forward as well. Um, yeah. Next ra- uh, match of the round, um, we've got the the academy. So my own team, we obviously defeated uh, Christian McDaffrey's. 123.62 to 121.48. I, I got to tell you, I needed this one. Um, you did, Beach. You did. Last week. That's classic. Last week was a real tough loss. Um, <laughs> and now I thought... The thing was, early in the morning, I think I was in bed. I got up at about 3am. But you know when you're sort of half asleep, half watching the game. I was, couldn't be bothered to sit in front of the TV. So I just had it on my iPhone going. And at one stage, at about three thirty, Alec was one sixty five pre- uh, predicted, and yeah, I was one forty something. Yeah. And the oh, next really? hour, both of us, none of our receivers caught a single ball for about an hour. We just started treading water and slowly going back every minute and project- projected 
till it became <laughs> sort of the low-scoring game it ended up being. Uh, but at one stage, yeah, particularly off the back of sort of uh, Ganu's, uh efforts with the kicking, <laughs> Alec was going to put a monster score on. So, yeah, it was a real strange turnaround. After that Friday game, I was thinking, okay, Alex probably wrapped this up. His kick is putting up over 20. Yeah. Like, mind you, McLaurin put up, what, 27.7, which is... McLaurin had a day. Yeah, pretty solid day. But if someone's kick is putting (laughs) 22 in in your... I think Tyler Bass from Buffalo Bills put up three points. (laughs) You're you're in a heavy deficit already. You're you're in trouble, aren't you? Yeah, it was... (laughs) It was very tough to watch that game. Um, You thought uh, very well there, Beach. I think, mate, look look at your... uh, You've combined the zero from your special teams, you know, your defensive kicker, your coach. Um, yeah, for sure. That's pretty incredible because Alec had got 19 from Bill's defense and, you know, 22 from the kicker. That's so the that's, thing as well. Hey, that's done a, really well. That's a serious I know. result out of them. That's plenty. <laughs> that's a you lot know, of Zeke should Elliot just need some of that, you know, some of that luck to go their way. Yeah, but <laughs> 41 points out of, your, out of those yeah. two. Defense and a kicker. yeah. But yeah, you shouldn't be losing that. To be honest, you get forty-one from those two. You don't. You don't really deserve to lose. To be honest, yeah, it, it, it was interesting late. I thought, particularly when he had Prescott and Amari Cooper, it was really tough to watch the Cowboys. Uh, for mm, parts, right. I was rooting against them. Uh, yeah. Just like, there's just no way we can win this game of football, and Alec and I can still win my fantasy game. But yeah, it was a really, yeah. really quiet day for Dak. Um, so I guess that's something to watch. I think he, he actually didn't throw for a touchdown, I don't think. He uh, did it. memory, I think it was all on the ground. They had the three, um, Pollard, C.D. Lamb, and Zeke all scored on the ground. So Yeah. But, uh, yeah, maybe a question for the preview next week uh, about Deontay Johnson. Um, yeah, for sure. Looks to be injured. Didn't look... Uh, I think it was the last play of the game. It was, the last, it was in garbage time. There was no... Yeah, no it looked... Uh, yeah, I can't remember what the play was, but um, yeah, it didn't look too good. But uh, we'll save that for a little bit for later. For sure. I think as well, the thing uh, with Alec, and I think it's something that everyone in the in the league at the moment is guilty of, he's starting to overthink players, I think. Everyone's really anxious to be the best GM and make some plays. Mm. Um, I think as soon as he saw that Josh Jacobs was out of my team and he had Kenyon Drake on his bench, he thought, well, that's, he's a starter. He's going to get Jacobs carries. Um, and it yeah. just didn't convert. He actually had a worse week than the week before with Jacobs in. Um, whereas yeah. he's got guys like Zach Moss on the... Uh, ben, she scored two touchdowns, limited uh, carries though. Damien Harris had a good day. Uh, so he's got good running back options, but I think he just got a bit too smart for himself, probably looked into it a bit too much instead of just playing the uh, the straight up and down option. Uh, mm. but and it probably could have been a bit better for uh, Alec as well. I remember watching that game and um, Saints defense was awful, but they um, they kept stopping McCaffrey um, on the goal line. So yeah. he could have easily had two or three more touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, two or three touchdowns. So. For sure. It was a tough one to watch. I completely agree with you. I think it was three times he got stopped in the one-yard line off a good run. Yeah, well. yeah. A five-plus-yarder yeah. run, and they got him around mm. the bootlaces, and he couldn't quite stretch out. So mm. <laughs> McCaffrey could have seriously had a day, and none of those he ended up uh, converting. He converted late in the game for his one touchdown, yeah. but he easily could add four, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. It's just that type of day for him. Um, then it kind of goes back to your point from like last week with Josh Jacobs, where he had like a real measly game, like ten carries, mm. thirty yards, but he walks away with two touchdowns. And I'm starting to sweat on that Tuesday uh, in our matchup. Yeah, so. for sure. It, they're tough to pick. I think uh, there's some obvious RB ones in this league that are just no doubt plays. You know, your Henrys, your Cooks, your Kamaras. 
Yeah. But when you're looking at RB2s, it gets a bit tougher. There are guys that just won't put up big yardage, but will are pretty good mm, for a couple yeah. of touchdowns here and there. So it's a really tough oh, situation. Oh, you get a few touchdowns. It just saves your day. It like, does. You know, you rush for 30 yeah. yards off 20 carries, but you get two touchdowns. Mm. Just saves your day completely. For sure. But yeah, oh, man, I can't, I can't tell you this damn kicker fiasco. It just it has to be said. Yeah. I, I can't. I, there were some huge scores from kickers this week. And I thought Tyler Bass solid. Nah, just five extra points for him. He goes for half his projection. Yeah, that's solid. I, didn't even, I don't even remember it being this bad last year. Like There was Young Hoku, who was good for 20 most weeks. But outside of him, there wasn't mm. any just yeah. QB1 numbers coming from yeah. kickers. Were, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Yeah. Like, look at Hopkins, 14. That's solid. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think we're going to have the commissioner on the oh. pod in a few weeks, and he's got a lot to answer for for his love of kickers. Uh, obviously, you've got Carlson. Well, the kicker was got... the second-highest scorer on um, Alex Dave. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, you know, it's... Yeah. And only marginally, two point seven less than McCaffrey. McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> and where did he take Gnu? Was he off waivers or did he pick him? He was taken hundred and sixty eighth, and he's almost scored as much as think, the first pick. <laughs> I, I just think we're drafting wrong. Where are the kickers in the first round? I think that's the strategy next season. Well, I, I think it's a genuine option if. Next year, let's open. Let's say they have two kickers, like I said last week. Or let's make the flex. <laughs> the flex, a super flex, where you can play a, a kicker in there. <laughs> I'd be yeah. interested to see many teams. Because you know? <laughs> some weeks it's going to play out. Some weeks, you know, look at some of the flexes we've got. They're scoring 10 or 11 points. A kicker yeah. scoring 22 in, a, in there as well. That's yeah. That's- <laughs> Sure. The flex, yeah, it's been a real, real issue for me this season so far. So I'm, well, gonna, I'm gonna need uh, a more flexibility there. It's funny you bring that up, Castle. We'll get, we'll get to your game uh, now. Obviously, you defeated the uh, Humbleman. Uh, or oh, sorry, before we get onto that, we'll just look at um, the picks from last week uh, for uh, mine and uh, McDaffrey's game, and that was Hawley took Alec, said it would be a bit too much. I took myself and Poss, in a great amount of wisdom, took me and said, Waller is going to fire um, and that Ruggs didn't earn his spot. And when you look at the game, Waller... I the... Poss could, could have been any more wrong. Exactly. Game, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you won, but... <laughs> Waller, 11 and a half, so not a good day. A pretty average day for a tight end. And then Ruggs goes off on my bench. <laughs> so... I think we'll be, you know, thinking twice before we, uh, we'll be, we'll be taking his comments with a grain of salt moving forward. I, I think, um, but moving on, also, okay. yeah, sorry, Jack. No, sorry, Bish, keep going. <laughs> moving on, we got a uh, Shanghai Sharks obviously defeating the humble men, one forty two point three eight to ninety eight point seven two. Um, what are our thoughts? Uh, obviously a blowout. Definitely not what I expected. I thought the humble men had a bit more in them. Uh, but too classy, too classy from Shanghai Sharks. I, or, I think I think we did all right this week. I think the uh, the Chris Carson numbers uh, very reminiscent of those Josh Jacobs Week One numbers, where he's just <laughs> come away with two touchdowns out of nowhere. Yeah, um, thirty-one yards, two TDs for those yeah, missing. I guess a pretty consistent effort around around the board there. Uh, Travis Kelsey with his obviously his long ass touchdown that really helped too. 
Uh, and good to see Tannehill put up more than a single digit. So, <laughs> yeah, we're doing all right there. Well, that's the second week in a row. I think in week one, Kelsey had six catches uh, with yeah. two TDs. Now he's had seven catches with a with a TD as well. So he, he's just stupidly efficient. Yeah, he doesn't need a... I think he's the polar opposite of a tight end to Waller, who you obviously had last year. Yeah. Uh, whereas Waller is just a target machine, but isn't going to have that reliability in terms of touchdowns. Whereas Kelsey... Yeah. Isn't going to get the same amount of ball, but he's good for a touchdown most games. Yeah, if, if Kelsey touch wood, Kelsey gets injured, I reckon my team's going to crumble here. <laughs> the, the full draft strategy was to come away with at least one of the top two tight ends. Oh, for sure. Else. Yeah, there's a big drop off in terms of tight ends. Yeah, I think that's paying off, to be honest. Like, I'm struggling at tight end. Um, you can see Youngy obviously struggling, struggling there. Um, he's barely getting projections, to be honest, and they're single digit projections for Jasicki. Um, and, yeah, I think, uh, you know, overall, overall big performance from Carl. Um, you know, a bit concerned about uh, Brandon Cooks, you know, Tyrod Taylor going down for a month. So that will be a bit of a learning curve for that uh, the rookie quarterback there for my beloved Texans, who I uh, support on and off. But, um, yeah, I mean, overall, massive from Carl. Um, Youngie just was never in it, to be honest. You know, so many single digits there. And... You know, when you get 5.9 from Tyreek Hill, and I, you know, I felt that last year, like he's so big play dependent um, and touchdown dependent. So, you know, when you get 5.9 from Tyreek Hill, you have no chance. So, sort of Russell Wilson saved him there. Um, and our Bucks defense killed it. Yeah, for sure. That, that's a big pick up. Um, yeah, you're right. Just spread spread around um, a fair bit. But for the, for the Humbleman, I mean, you expect guys like Swift to have better performances. He was. Um, obviously, without the visor or the visor up, that probably affected his fantasy value. Um, Tyreek, you've already touched on. The, the one thing I did find, actually, last week's tips, we had um, myself and Hawley took Shanghai Sharks. I, I said it would be classy, but um, it, would be a, it would be a tight win, something like 125 to 120. I was obviously wrong there. But Poss said... Uh-huh. That here he goes again. Foreclose will win, and it's going to come down to the flex, and that Carlson will get it wrong. And now, look, obviously, it didn't come down to the flex, but he is is technically technically Cole Beasley seven point six to Anderson six point eight. So he does have that that slight point eight advantage in the flex department. So Post did call it right. Yeah, I was getting messages from uh, Youngie at about 3.30. Cole Beasley hadn't taken the field for the first quarter and a half. He was like, what have I done? You know, Cole, Cole Beasley's not playing. <laughs> and he's like fully healthy. So, um, uh, and then, you know, it's the rest. He's come, you know, 7.6. So, pretty bad from Youngie's flex, but also equally as bad from Carl's flex. But, you know, it didn't really matter in the end. Yeah, for I sure. Was, I was kind of umming and ahhing over that flex spot. I haven't gotten to write mm. for the first two weeks here and, I think Robbie Anderson's a pretty risky play at this point. His uh, first week didn't yeah. get only got like three targets. Second week gets you might go uh, Tony Pollard on the flex spot. I think he's still a risky play though. Pollard, I mean, he's had a great game. He is, yeah. <laughs> he's had a great game, but I don't, I don't think know. he ever would have hit. A, really yeah, I don't think he ever would have hit a hundred yards uh, in his life. But he was always like he was a good quality back, but he was always. You know, once Zeke was tied, he was good for probably seven snaps a game, but he'd average six yards for uh, those snaps as sort yeah. of an off change back. Now they're genuinely sharing the carries, which obviously is awful for uh, 
uh, Zeke Shadelli over you. there, but uh, if you picked uh, up Tony Pollard late, it's a real pickup to have on your bench stash, particularly for bye weeks or injuries. Yeah, I, I kind of had him as just an insurance policy. Yeah. Well, if Zeke goes, goes down, he comes he comes in pretty hot there. Yeah, for sure, and you might even get use him as trade bait in that situation yeah. for someone like Jamie, and he's desperate for production. <laughs> <laughs> what a, and talk, I will be. <laughs> talk us through the head coach decision, uh, Carl. Obviously, there was a few um, words said midweek around uh, that call. I guess I guess I kind of knew. Uh, well, I planned it a few days ahead. I had, a, had an early get uh, an initial chat with you just to kind of discuss how viable it's going to be. Um, but I guess once I played it. A lot of people in the chat were uh, very surprised. Youngie messaged me personally. <laughs> <laughs> it thought it was a personal attack on him. I was like really flexing on him. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't the case. I just genuinely thought that the Ravens weren't going to win. I mean, they did, but I only kind of missed out on one point yeah. there. So I think it's a pretty fair play. Yeah, it's a pretty... I, I want to keep the Ravens for the rest of the season. Low risk, low reward. Yeah. Sort of yeah, play. definitely. Yeah. Uh, just kept, but it's not worth copying the minus eight, you know, to get a couple of couple of points. In the end, it didn't even matter. But um, yeah, I think maybe a closer matchup you would have played them, but there wasn't any real incentive to. So well, and you don't want to blow, you want to blow it on a minus eight. So yeah, it's hefty for sure. It, it it it'll be super interesting to see how it plays because obviously uh, Baltimore looked pretty. Well, they looked okay, but they obviously lost to Las Vegas, who were who were charging at the moment. Um, but uh, you couldn't back him against Kansas City after just knocking off the Browns. Uh, that could have easily been a blowout. Um, you look at the first drive as well. Lamar threw the, the pick six for sure. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, I, this is a real, it's a real stroke of genius for me. And uh, yeah, but yeah. It, it's it's all good. It's all good. I think I might have changed up the league, uh, the league's perceptions on the head coach here. I think a lot of people might be uh, I'd certainly thought about. Um, some considerations of whether people try this moving forward. Um, teams playing in either prime time on the Monday, so sort of your ten thirty slot, um, or on the Tuesday in prime time um, at the end of the day, are they going to become more valuable because you can just not play them, and then if you're down by a few points, yeah. you put them in, even if they might lose, um, just to roll the dice a bit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. The later games obviously have a bit more value because you can decide That's whether to, to play them or not. Um, so that'll be interesting to see, particularly that Tuesday game. Because if you can have a team that are, you're fairly confident will win and they're playing on Tuesday, I think a lot of people uh, will decide whether to play them or not uh, based on yeah, earlier really. outcomes. So so one to watch there. Uh, moving on, we, we had... Jeez, this, this was a stinky game. Uh, <laughs> you, can't, you already know what we're talking about. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're not selling tickets to this one, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Lob City Chargers, 112.04, defeated Zeke Shit Elliott's 99.3. Now, that's yeah. that's ordinary. Um, it's just not a free scoreboard, <laughs> to be honest. Like, we're paying people with thumbs in seats right now, so it's, uh, you know, it's a disaster over uh, Zeke Shit right now. Uh, you know, just scrolling through my team, terrible start. You know, Gibson and Zeke, they're just sharing the workload, so I've just drafted pretty much two bench players. You know, 17 from Zeke's okay, but um, the touchdown pretty much saves it all. So um, other than that, we've got mediocre performances all around the park. You know, I can't, you know, buy points at tight end. Uh, spe- <laughs> special teams combined for one. Um, Sanders, you know, goes off for a bomb with zero. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers actually has a decent game. But then you have 
Aaron Jones go to double that pretty much, 41.5. I was just in. I was pretty, you know, I'll be honest. I was quietly confident going into Tuesday thinking, mate, oh, maybe, you know, you know, Aaron Rodgers just had to, you know, not, out, not be outscored by less than five. Um, and then Aaron Jones rushes, you know, gets four touchdowns. But, um, you know, at the end, like, I think I had the better performance. You know, I'm not saying it was a good performance, but it was a better performance. Like, he's had two players combined for 72, 72 nearly, and then the rest are combined for 50 odd. So, yeah, just a disaster of a week, you know. You can't put two and two together right now for Zeke Shit Elliott's. For sure. I mean, yeah, just. <laughs> you expect. We want to grow this pod, and when we've got scores like that uh, we're talking about on this podcast, it makes it really unpalatable to market this podcast, uh, which is mm, poor, definitely. poor. You know, if I was a, a fantasy football fan from uh, the Ameri- uh, the United States, I don't know why I would tune into this podcast with such You're sticky almost scores. You're muting this up. section. You're, <laughs> yeah. muting, you're muting the next five minutes of this podcast, to be honest. Maybe we should put a disclaimer on. On our yeah. uh, little story <laughs> on Spotify, <laughs> minutes thirty. Uh, what is it? Twenty eight thirty or thereabouts to about thirty three minutes. Uh, just skip Set those ones. Yeah. <laughs> Get yourself a cold drink and enjoy it. <laughs> um, yeah, really. Even if you look at it, just you actually got nothing special. To, uh, defense minus two. Your kicker scored zero. And yeah. he redeemed it with three points in the head coach. Why did you play Miami's kicker against Buffalo? Oh, I thought Tua, you know, would be able to get them up the field a little bit. <laughs> I thought they were looking okay last week. Uh, you know, Miami's field goal from your kicker. Well, yeah, no, I know. Right. They, did, like, they That's... were running it on, um, you know, fourth down in the first quarter. So I was like, there's no way this bloke's going to get him, you know, a chance at a kick. So, uh, you know, he's definitely gone next week. We'll probably go for 20 next week knowing my luck. But, um... <laughs> You know, just like it was, it was just so frustrating watching that. And then, you know, Cardinals defense to top it off negative two. Like they, you know, performed so well last week, and they let thirty three on the Vikings and you know whatever four hundred throwing yards and just just a disaster. Yeah, just, and I, I mean we can't. We also just can't forget about uh, the Lob City Chargers. Uh, they were seriously a needy chance early in the mm. morning. They, they, were about, they were about to strip down news. Pre, pre, <laughs> so pre Tom Brady taking the field. I think he was in the late afternoon slots so around that six AM mark. Before he took the field, I was certain, certain they were taking uh, the nitty. You just couldn't predict five touchdowns from Brady and then Jones to come and score four touchdowns and win the game. These last two players, uh, a remarkable turnaround. Yeah, it's a clutch performance. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah Aaron Jones, a great play against Detroit because given how measly Detroit's entire team is. But, yeah, I, I guess it's real, real salt in the wounds for J-Man, given that Rogers throws four touchdowns, but three of those go to, uh, go to Aaron Jones. <laughs> Jones yeah. Take those away. But it's I, an easy victory. I, I had, you know, 20, roughly 29 points that Jones would score and he goes, scores 41. But, uh, you know, it's the, it's the nature of this game. It's why we love it. Well, it's, it's also, I guess, a similar... Uh, Reason as to why Saquad's lost as well. Obviously, he had Devontae in his team, um, and he got none of those touchdowns. Uh, yeah. he, he gets one of those, and that's a different story over there as well. So, I mean, Jones really hurt two, GM, two GMs this week with his work out of the backfield. Yeah. 
but yeah, really, really ordinary. Um, obviously, we'll touch on it in a sec. What's what are the steps going forward uh, for your team? But I think it's going to need a. You're possibly entering a rebuild. This this team this year might be a rebuild year, and you just hope you get a high draft pick next it's year. A, yeah, it's a borderline write off at the moment. But, uh, you know, we'll keep we'll keep making waiver claims. You know, we get we get first every week. We're bound to get a good player eventually. So. Uh, Maybe a few trades here and there, but I've uh, been into trade DMs recently and not getting any traction. So it's um, it's looking pretty grim for our Elliots. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll move on on that uh, that happy note. Um, <laughs> next game and last game of the round. Um, probably if you're gonna, I'm, I'm okay if you say Vinny versus uh, Saquads is match of the round. I think it probably is, but this is have to be a close second in. Uh, McKenna under 12s, uh, defeating uh, Deshaun's um, 139.44 to 136.86. And obviously, coming down to the the, the correction on the kicker, uh, which to be honest, I, I had no idea about. I thought he was just making excuses that he just lost by flexing Heineke. Uh, and he was trying to justify that ESPN had, had stuffed up on the app or something. <laughs> I, I refuse to believe it. I was like, there's no way this is happening two weeks in a row. Um, and lo and behold, he's right. He went on a relentless Twitter campaign to get the scores adjusted. Um, Uncle Toby. And they Uncle did. Toby. No affiliation to Uncle Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to make that clear. But yeah, what, what, what are your thoughts on this game? Um, I, I was really backing Deshaun's for a real, uh, real underdog story. It was a real Cinderella story, if anything. Uh, we all had him. He's a lock for the nudie basically week in and week out. And he's come away with 136 uh, uh, right here. So, mate, full credit to him. And he's only got five points from uh, Young Ho Koo. So, any more, <laughs> he, he could be setting around the uh, score of the round here. Yeah, for sure. I reckon, um, yeah, Jimmy's done amazingly. Like, he's got 11.5 from his two running backs. And he's in a bit of trouble there at running back. But, uh, you know, Evans, Cup. Uh, Williams, um, Allen had a bit of a bad day, but you know they all performed really well. Um, and then a bit of consistency around the board for McKenna's, just you know people putting in points everywhere. So uh, a really good matchup, actually. Yeah, it's pretty close putting them to, uh, the two matchups. Um, you know, Grossman and Saquads versus um, McKenna and Watson. Yeah, they're both really good matchups. Um, points are pretty well distributed, I dare say. Yeah, for sure. I, I think as well, you look at Jimmy's bench and Rondell Moore going for 24.4. Uh, that's got to hurt keeping him off. And I, I know I, I copped a few criticisms for saying that uh, Golladay was a, a big call to leave off the starting team. Um, he got eight targets. He only brought in three of them. But all those targets were down the red zone. I feel like... Yeah, I think he's injured. Well, I, feel I, like think he's, uh, I think he's injured in preseason. I think he's oh, right. working way bad. Yeah, Golladay was a mess for me last year. Um, always injured. Um, yeah. You know, I reckon he's um, on his day, top wide receiver. I think well, just I probably think, needs to put it together. I think particularly with Saquon's still struggling. There's just no one else they're really looking to. Uh, mm. It just seems like Daniel Jones uh, is looking to get in ball uh, every time they're down there. So it's probably, you're probably not a starter yet, but... With his team playing the way it is, you've got to give it some consideration. Um, again, as well, similar circumstances to last week. We, we had a late fumble from Edward Tolaire. Uh, really got to hurt, um, obviously. And obviously for McKenna to get a bit of redemption. Obviously losing on a fumble yeah. last year, week and then 
winning this week because of a late fumble. Must have felt extra good. Yeah, but uh, a good cut. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so really interesting there. Uh, I want to talk about the, uh, to, his, um, to his draft strategy as well. <laughs> his depth monster of a team is doing actually doing all right. <laughs> yeah, and that's with that, the first week, but yeah, they're doing well. And that's with Lamar with thirty run on the bench. So yeah, it's putting a real statement out there, benching his star. So yeah, I was about to say we should be uh, mentioning the Heineken flex there. Um, you know, day one, nineteen from Taylor. You thought, yeah, he's definitely made the right decision here, Lamar going up against Kansas City, but then particularly yeah. when Lamar threw the pick six, like oh, yeah. Yeah, right. you thought this is a great call. Yeah. You knew, you knew Hawley was ready at home. Making had, he had a stack of memes ready ready to go in the group chat <laughs> after that pick six. <laughs> You're, again, and this this must hurt Jimmy more than anyone. He had a huge day with his with his miscellaneous positions. Uh, what's it, that? Coming back to her, he, he got thirty points between his head coach, kicker, and defense compared to Jimmy's thirteen. Mm. A, a twenty-seven. Sorry, 17-point differential. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be hard to make up. Uh, Definitely. And, so, and I've just seen Hawley drop uh, drop the goat, Dustin Hopkins. I saw yeah. that on the, uh, on the waivers before. And, Did he? Hey, he, he has. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably the move of, move of the round. That's enormous. I'll, I'll, I think there'll be a few people interested. There's a few people well, that, that need a reliable kicker um, <laughs> in this league. Hey, yeah, there's no loyalty kicker in this two weeks. <laughs> uh, so, I, and I, I, think, I think the thing you got to feel for Jimmy is I, I just don't know when he's going to get this a chance as golden as this. Uh, true. I think is what Josh. Yeah. The one thing I will give him is Josh Allen hasn't performed either week in fantasy, fourteen yeah. and fifteen. I, I think he'll probably have a day soon. I think he won for a bit of a drop off from last season. Though he was um you know flawless last season, so I think. Yeah. Probably might be, you know, regressing to the mean a little bit. Maybe it's two years, you know, 15 to 20. One well, of those 30, 35 bombs. He's fa- he was early season favourite to win the MVP. Yeah, his name was really? I thought, uh, yeah. surely Derek Carr's up there. Yeah, genuinely off two games. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's right up there. Him and Kyler Murray have been balling early year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really, really interesting stuff. Um, we'll, we'll move on. So, obviously, last week we went through Poss's team. Um, we're we're endeavouring on this podcast to, to give give our listeners a, an in-depth analysis of, of some of the, the great teams of our league. Um, this week, we, we're, we're trying to focus on uh, a, a GM fall from grace. Um, last year, a, a very dominant team from J-Man uh, to this year with the rebranded Zeke Shit Elliott's. Uh, J-Man, what, what was the strategy going into draft day? Um, obviously, you did a couple of deals with with the depth monster, Hawley. There was a lot of early chat that you had thrown away the league. No, that Hawley had thrown away the league and and given you the title on a platter. Uh, that was the narrative early in the year. Was there the... was definitely a lot of discussions around that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. I bought. Into... I, was to, I, th- I, I thought... think I was also supposed to have uh, twenty eight as well, but um, you know that fell apart as well after a few betos. <laughs> probably in uh, probably you know, probably for the best, really, when you look at it now. Yeah. I think so. It's <laughs> so, even worse. So what was the plan? Run me through your first three uh, picks. Run me through your first three yeah. picks of Raft Knighted. Were they how you planned them? Not at all, to be honest. Like, it, going into that week, I had planned to take uh, Aaron Jones. 
Um, and then I was just like hearing all this Aaron Rodgers stuff, about throwing the ball. I was like, Aaron Jones, can't trust him. And then uh, sort of the first four went to plan, like, you know, no surprises really. Um, and I was expecting those four. And then when I came to my pick, you know, that minute 30 flies by. So, um, and then I started panicking and I was like, oh, maybe I'll just take Zeke because I mocked with Zeke that morning. So I, I took Zeke at five. Um, so I wasn't too upset about that. I didn't think Zeke would be an, like ending up splitting stuff with Tony Pollard. Like I couldn't predict that. So uh, <laughs> I, apparently from all the rumors, like he was in for a big bounce back here. So I was, I was happy to take Zeke there. And then I was always taking a running back. I, I would have, I would have taken Zeke as well, to be honest. I, I, I'm with you. I thought he was going to have a huge year. I think a pick five. Yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty decent value. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I thought it was like a lot of Pete. You know, a lot of experts, so to speak, were saying yeah, Zeke <laughs> top five, even four occasionally. But uh, I was happy with him at five. Um, and then I had eleven, always taking a running back. Can't remember who was actually on the board. I think I can't remember. Was John Taylor there, Carl? Can't remember if I, I think chose Gibbs still there. So was Nick Chubb. Yeah, I Chubb at thirteen. Yeah, so I took um, Gibson, um, and I, I was, again, happy with Gibson. Like, I didn't know, like, Kizik's going to be taking, you know, snaps away from him in, like, you know, the hurry up sort of offense. Yeah. So, yeah. at I, the moment, it's looking pretty bad with those two running backs. And then Diggs, like, you know, Diggs actually been pretty good. Like, he's uh, he's okay. Like, he hasn't just gone off for a bomb yet, but he's just, you know, consistently, you know, 15 to 17. So, that's been okay for me. So, I thought, like, you know, going coming out of the draft – a lot of laughter from the um, <laughs> from the from the draft attendees, which is warranted. But like, it, I was pretty happy with like. It just Elliot looked like you were. It just looked like you were panicking every time you you drafted for some reason. Like I thought Gibson was a really solid pick, but you didn't seem confident in a single one of them. It seemed every one of his. It, se- yeah, it seemed like not getting yeah. Derrick Henry. That whole chat of the day of of is Joey going to take him or is he not? Uh, and then Joey taking him seemed to wig you out. Uh, maybe that was just face. Oh, I, I wasn't really like, you know, I, I, didn't, I wasn't even ever concerned about Henry. I was actually fading Henry, and that's come to look a little bit bad for me at the moment. But I wasn't like really high on Henry at all. I wasn't even thinking about him. So uh, I, you're right. Like, I was panicking with Elliot and Gibson, but like Diggs, I was pretty happy with. Like, I, was, I was always going to try and get like Hill or Diggs at 14. Uh, I didn't think Hill would go to me, uh, but I was pretty happy with Diggs. Like, good wide receiver. Allen's been a bit stinky this year, but like, you know. In hindsight, the picks look pretty bad, especially the running backs, because they're just turning into blocking running backs. So, um, you know, it was good to get the, the rushing touchdown from Zeke last week for the first um, RB um, touchdown. But other than that, I'm not too high on Elliot or Gibson at the moment, so I'm probably just going to have to hold out on them. It, yeah, it, man, I'm not going to lie to you. You were my biggest concern in that first round. When I saw you had, like, two foot three picks in, like, the first 15, I was like, mm. if, I, if I was you, I would have taken... I would have taken one of the top tight ends with one of those picks. For sure. Just to kind of spread it out. I was never um, – I always thought the tight end position was a bit of a punt for me, to be honest. Like, I always thinking, oh, I can bake it up elsewhere. But, like, honestly, looking back on it, like, tight end is so weak this year, as as last year. But, um, you know, even – pretty much the only two top, two tight ends are Waller and Kelsey. And then pretty much Gronkowski. Like, Kittle's been pretty average this year. Uh, I, I, never had, I know we'll never hire on Kittle, not this season. Yeah, and, uh, and then, you know, Pitts hasn't looked too good. Andrews is average. Well, that, that's the, the thing moment. as well. Uh, Where did I'll look it up now, but the Gronkowski pick, I think every, last year, obviously, he'd have a, he'd had a full year off uh, prior to last year. Um, the discussion was, particularly when he came in, he was mostly at blocking, doing his role, um, a couple of short passes. Yeah. This year, yeah. he's not getting a whole lot of receptions, but again, it's, it's a tough... 
tight end in fantasy. It's a yeah. touchdown dependent position, mm. and he's just mm. killing it. Like, dominating. It's like him and Brady are, are back normally again to what they used to be. Because I guess, I guess blocking, you don't need the same athleticism as you did when you were younger. You just, it's all about strength and I guess technique. And then just a couple of yard touchdowns. I mean, they're not big, yeah. big plays. So that'd be. Well, that's fourteen points for like a oh, it'd be yeah, twelve or fourteen points for receiving yeah. touchdowns. He got two of them. He's got four so far. So yeah, uh, Gronkowski's actually looking like a pretty good tight end this year. So well, that's it. He, he, he could end up being the steal of of the drive. It just looks yeah, like they haven't missed definitely. a beat. Him and Brady's connection as uh, to back back to where it previously was. Uh, where was uh, he? Was taken one hundred and forty seventh. Yeah, that's, that's almost like this. Uh, I mean, and uh, look, it could just be a hot streak, and I, the he'll go back to his wide receivers uh, shortly. But if he keeps up, a, even close to that level of production, that'll be the steal of the draft. Yeah, it looks to be early days for sure. Um, Your offense having so many weapons for him to to gather that many red zone targets, I think it's like for that sure. speaks volumes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's what I, I I never went near any of them. I don't know how you guys feel. Um, I didn't go near any of the Tampa Bay. And the same reason I didn't go near any Cowboys players, which just it's, it spreads around a fair bit. Now I think yeah, I was, too many mouths a fair, Yeah, I, I think I was wrong on the CD Lamb because I think that's a great pickup by uh, Newcastle, yeah. and he's and he's, he's been great. Yeah. He's devalued because of how many people there are. Uh, yeah, and also the him. fact that I think he had COVID, so people saw like the O next to his name, and it fell to me in like the, the third round. Yeah, that's so, a steal. <laughs> That's a steal. So at, that, at that point, it was like a value pick. I was like, look, yeah. it, it's relatively low risk in my mind. Yeah. He's, he seems like yeah. the main dog in this um, this offense, in the passing game at least. So, For yeah. sure. Oh, and he got a run and touchdown on the weekend as well, so they're not afraid to chuck a trick play his way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, interesting. But yeah, so... How'd you feel post-draft, J-Man? Um, post-draft, showed uh, okay. Um, I think... A week after the draft, I lost my tight end, Irv Smith. I think, like, from all accounts, was, like, due for, like, a bit of a breakout this year. Yeah, yeah. so that was my tight end gone. Um, And then other – you know, T. Higgins actually been pretty good for me. He's probably my second best player after Diggs. Uh, I think he's got two touchdowns the first two weeks. So he's got, like, 16 points roughly each week. So he's been pretty good. Tight end's real weak for me right now. Um, You know, I've got Jared Cook in there. Um, He's – pedestrian. Um, I just hope for a touchdown from him. We got one taken away from him last week, which would have helped me get a bit closer to Charlie. Um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, I was okay with it. Um, you know, I was I was really tossing up who to take there. Uh, I'm pretty sure Herbie went a, maybe a couple of picks before me, so I was really looking at Herbie, but, you know, the old commissioner got him. Took away <laughs> my picks from last year. QB won Herbie. Um, and then I don't think I drafted any of these players um, off my bench. Um, and Claypool's been okay. So big play dependent. Like he either goes for like a seventy yeah, he's, he's um, a touchdowns option. or yeah. like I think he had yeah. nine targets in week two. I didn't realize. Yeah, like, I think that nine targets. Yeah, I think they're just like you know going from in the big play. So hopefully, like you get two or three of them a game, and that sort of brings me brings me back a little bit. But they're not there at the moment. You have one last week. Um, yeah, but other than that, I thought it was okay, the team on the day. Um, and then, you know, no one's really blowing away projections right now. So it's a bit concerning at the moment, um, especially yet to crack the 100 mark. So I, 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 do, I do think, remember at the start of the year when they said Antonio, they were going to use Antonio Gibson like Christian McCaffrey? 
in their yeah. offense. And everyone saw that article and went, all right, yeah. Gibson, if you can get him, start of the second round or end of the first. Gibson was on everyone's yeah. radar off the back of that news. And he just has not fired at all. He was um, a wide receiver in college. Well, so that, I don't understand why they're playing McKissick. You know, they're for throwing sure. McKissick. And... Well, look at if game one, five targets. Game two, two targets. Uh, they're not mm. exactly McCaffrey level targets in the offense. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. It, it was infuriating the other day to see McKissick on the field that much. Uh, when they he had, did, um, Gibson killed him. He did have a ball. shoulder injury um, oh, during the game last week, and then they had a short turnaround. So maybe, you know, a bit of... Yeah, true. Yeah. But he was blocking. He was, like, out there for, like, sixty over 60% of the snaps, I'm pretty sure. Like, he was out there for ages. So I'm not too sure what they were doing. Yeah, it was so infuriating just seeing twenty four on the sideline. You said McKissick, yeah, getting twenty yard receptions after that, yeah, that big so, that big reception down the sideline. Yeah, it was so infuriating. <laughs> yeah, that that hurts, um, and it particularly hurts when you got money on him uh, with your mates in a <laughs> in a site sports better game, putting with mates. Um, well, well, yeah, the, the overs on Gibson to come four four yards short. Jeez, that still hurts. Anyway, yeah, that's rough. Uh, We'll move on on that note. I think we. Well, I think I wanted to have a discussion around uh, the flexing this year. You know, it's one thing I loved about last year was the, the flex being chucked on someone, and we saw it with the uh, the Heineke. I think mm. uh, a real disrespect to Jimmy, um, <laughs> and it paid off. Do you think that's here to stay? Uh, do you think GMs are gonna are gonna run those sorts of options this year? You love to see it. It, it brings the fans in. I think Poss is doing the same thing this week from uh, from early looks here. I think he's got a Kamara on his bench after, after getting himself a misses. So <laughs> that, that could be big. <laughs> That'll be huge if he does that. His first round. It looks like he's updated it now. Um, I, yeah, I remember having a chat this afternoon at Poss and he was like, he wanted the boys to run a bit of water for the afternoon. I think uh, he's a bit disappointed with their performance. Uh, you know, chemistry all over the park, similar to Elliot's. Um, you know, hopefully the water running uh, today, sort of, you know, gave that you get a bit of an edge. So he's looking uh 125.9 this week. So it's a pretty hefty score for Nossi there. It looks like to be in the top three or four for this week. Do you, do you reckon the, the meat pie consumptions hurt Nossi in the last week? <laughs> I know he's. He, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it definitely helps. You know, when you're consuming a few uh, meat pies and uh, sausage rolls when you work at the waiver wire, it really opens your eyes to you know the value picks and who you should be picking. So, I think um, you know maybe a little Tuesday night ritual for Nossi there. Yeah, definitely, definitely one to watch moving forward. Um, and something we'll be relying <laughs> on the uh, the Bender Out Boys to report back on uh, the meals that uh, Poss is consuming moving forward. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to see a bit more flexing this year. Love to see it. Brings a bit of pizzazz to the game. Um, and I, I, I do. I will feel bad if every week someone tries to pull a big flex on Jimmy, um, and it continually comes <laughs> off. <laughs> I, I will then start to go. You know, maybe privately message the GMs and go, give this a rest. Uh, there has to be some mercy shown in this league. Um, I think the flexing comes in, you know, as you were saying, Bench, with the head coach sort of thing, towards the end of the the matchup. You know, you, you know he's got it locked up, so yeah, I won't play uh, Christian McCaffrey this week. So something like that, I reckon you'll see a fair bit of that. Um, you know, and it's good television. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um, what do we think? Um, obviously, the, the NFL's come out with and made taunting a point of emphasis this year. Uh, is that affecting... 
um, how you're enjoying the game. So I think I, I like a bit of the crap talk after um, a play. Sure. If it's, it always like, it used to get flagged if it was oh well over the top, uh, but now yeah, it I seems think that even the smallest things get flagged. Yeah, um, I just feel it I stops just, the game. Like if you're a, if you're a fan of like even any sport like basketball NFL like you see the the player like for the team that you're going for like you see them get real emotional like just flexing someone's face after a big play it gets you hyped the crowd feeds off it and like now they I guess the NFL is just waiting for the fans to just kind of politely clap like I don't really so, I, like I could see why they brought in the rules against uh, over the top celebrations. Um, yeah. I mean, some of them were getting ridiculous. TOs <laughs> personally got rid of that in the league. Runs, runs to the uh, Dallas the Star. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, they were genuinely taking away from the contest in having you know <laughs> choreographed uh, touchdown <laughs> celebrations. But yeah, a bit of trash talk. Um, it's in every sport. But I remember like um, on the uh, yours truly, Jared Cook uh, scored a touchdown, which eventually got taken away from me. But he. Um, Pretty sure all he did was just spin the ball in front of the other guy, and he's just got a um, you know taunting flag. Um, so it's a bit, um, you know, it, I reckon you, it could change a few, you know, big games potentially. But like, I'm pretty sure isn't the penalty only like say you score, you do taunting after a uh, touchdown, isn't it just 15 yards off the kickoff? Doesn't affect the touchdown or anything. Nah, I'm no, pretty sure yeah, that's it's off the kickoff. Yeah. yeah, and I think so I don't think it's that big of a deal yeah. like in that sense. But like you know, if you've done a, like a big you know forty yard reception or something like that, and you do taunts and you've lost half of it, so I yeah. think yeah. you got you got you got to be uh, lenient with it. I think, especially like, spinning a ball in front of someone that's uh, ridiculous. Like you know, it's a pretty general, general, like, general you know, celebration. Anything. Yeah, like. Like, when they chase the, the, the uh, celebrations for, like, dunking on the goalposts, you can kind of understand it because I'm pretty sure, what is it, Calvin Johnson or Jimmy Graham, like, they bent the goalposts once. Yeah, yeah, big <laughs> guys <laughs> get it up there. <laughs> yeah, but, like, everything else, like, mate, if you're hyped, you should just be able to, be able to show it. Yeah. The crowd loves it. They love getting the rest involved in the NFL with the, what, 30 of them they got on the field, so. Yeah. Yeah, a bit, bit frustrating as a fan. It, it has affected the game, in my yeah. view. Um. But yeah, uh, moving on, um, I guess we'll, we'll get to the predictions for this week. Um, a couple of big matchups. There's a couple, well, there's three people on 0 and 2, and three people on 2 and 0. Uh, the other six in the middle there, 1 and 1. Um, so for a few people, you'd have to start considering the panic stations are going to be ran to if they concede another loss this week. Um, but we'll start uh, this week off. And geez, th- this is going to be a serious matchup, I think. Um, we've got Klopp that your dog versus Team Les Grossman. That that's gonna have to be matched around, isn't it? What are your that, tips? That will, that will be yeah. a very good game. That will be a very. It will game. be, especially for all the uh, the preseason sort of uh, talk we had there. It was sort of a you know the alliance versus the chokehold there. So it's sort of the head of the the party sort of going to battle there. So, yeah, um, true, true. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a huge matchup, I think. Um, but, yeah, I just think, um, are we going to do a prediction now or how do you want to... Um, yeah, yeah, give us your tips. Give us, your, give us your tips. Yeah, look, I'm not biased from the chokehold here, but I think uh, Vin, you know, squeezes this one out. Um, I think a couple of Joey's players sort of, um, aka, you know, Lockett, they, they, they're sort of relying on those big games in that sense. Like, I know watching Lockett... Um, you either go for those big receptions or sort of be a bit quieter. So I think he might be due for that. He's had two big weeks. 
Um, but then on the other hand, he does have Murray and Henry, so you know they could easily fire. So but I'm going uh, Liz Grossman in this one in a tight one. I reckon it's going to be pretty high score, but maybe a bit of a one fifty, one forty sort of vibe there. Yeah, Carl. But I reckon I'm going to go with Gar here as well, and uh, I'm going to back the Kamish, even though the fact that he's like an eight point underdog here. But yeah, mate, Joe, if you listen, when you're listening, mate, just uh, apologies. I hate to do it to a, to a fellow Liverpool fan, but uh, I'm going with the Kamish here. Just um, I reckon he's going to come out with uh, yeah. I just like the consistency from week one and two from, from the Kamish, and mm, yeah, I think he's going to come yeah. from there. I think. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna have to actually back uh, buck the trend and take the uh, favorite here. I think just some of the matchups like Kyler Murray versus Jacksonville, based on his form against a weak defense, you can only yeah, see him putting another one. Up. Um, there's just some good matchups I think there. Um, so I probably see him taking it away um, this week. But uh, again, probably a great one to watch. It's one you, one of the fans listening to this podcast will get up early uh, to witness live in the flesh. Yeah. For sure. Uh, next one. Well, this is going to be another interesting one. Uh, Jimmy, after going on two, uh, we've got Deshaun's up again, Jahertzing. Ouch. Jahertzing obviously coming off a pretty uh, disappointing performance. Uh, you can only imagine he's going to be pretty fired up this week. And I, I do note there's been a late change. Kamara's back into the starting lineup. Mm. He's going to be damn hard to beat. Uh, I'm taking Jahertzing, ouch. What are your thoughts? I, I reckon yeah. I'd, I'd be taking uh, taking Poss's team too. I reckon they'll be looking to bounce back this week. Um, it, it's, it's hard to see Kamara put up another single-digit score. Same as Joe Mixon. Um, look, have a look at his team now. I, I reckon they'll be... Look at, I reckon they'll just be too much for uh, for Deshaun. Deshaun's will put up a fight, I reckon, because I think um, Cup's going to have might have himself another good game. Uh, with given Tampa's run defense, yeah, how good they are. So Stafford's going to have to throw it. Yeah, but yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got a pretty close matchup here. I think I think this is the um, Saquon's breakout game. I think this is uh, against Atlanta. Yeah, no, sorry, Ben Young here. Time they're, they're not looking good. I think he's on for a big one. I think he's that. He had a big uh, rush last week. About forty yards. He looked pretty good in that rush, but outside of that rush, he looked pretty bad. But I'm saying, I reckon this is our breakout game for Barkley. I'm really concerned with that Clyde Hetwood's Hilaire this year. I just think, I don't know how he gets involved outside a couple of, you know, touchdowns. I think he's really touchdown defended. Um, but then you also have to think that um, Jimmy's got the Cooper Cup versus Robert Woods advantage there. The Cup's been on absolute tear recently. So if Cup takes those uh, receptions away from Woods, like he did last week and sort of the week before, I think that's sort of going to, have an extra impact on the matchup. Um, you know, a few less projections for Woods and, you know, Cup can go off for a bomb. But I think, you know, I'm going with a boy Nossi here. I think it's going to be a bit too classy. I think Kamara, Mixon, Hopkins, they all have big bounce at back games. And 16.9 for Hopkins projection, I think that's very generous. I think he's a prime candidate to go, you know, well over that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I think as well, you saw Daniel Jones, actually, now that I think... I think it could be a bit closer than what we think. Um, I'm not calling oh, yeah, it I think it's really closer. close. I think it's really close. Just because you saw what Daniel Jones did to that Washington defense. Um, and I think yeah. while he's a lot better, Allen's a similar quarterback. He can run the ball um, yeah. as well as rip it. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he could put some points on. Um, we'll uh, move on. I, I just noticed it as well. 
Gar, what's are, are you sitting in a gaming chair? What's what's the <laughs> yes, test? Yes, I chair? am. It is a gaming chair. It was our previous left left left, left here by our pages brother, but um, very comfy for work. But uh, <laughs> you know, when you're sitting here for like 10, 12 hours a day, it really hurts the back. So on that grind, yeah. You know, I actually do a bit of gaming in this chair, but a uh, bit of NBA two K twenty. So we did update that. Probably get some matted as well, firing up on the console soon. Nice, nice. Well. Um, <laughs> Uh, moving, moving on, we've got uh, McKenna oh, versus Saquads. This, geez, this week's bringing it all, isn't it? Another uh, great matchup, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this will be good. And two quarterbacks again, Mahomes versus uh, Lamar Jackson. We'll, we get to see that two weeks in a row, one in real life and one in fantasy. Um, what are our thoughts here? Who's taking the taking the cake? I'm, I'm going with, uh, with Matty Powell here. I reckon uh, he'll get back on track with his little redemption season he's got going on. Um, yeah, I just think he'll be bouncing back this week. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing much more else to say. I think his team's really balanced, and yeah, he'll prove that he's, he's a contender yet again. Look, I've actually got um, McKenna here. I think McKenna's going to pull this one out of the hat. Yeah, I know, I know the projections aren't kind to McKenna. Looking up matchup by matchup, he's only got the advantage in uh, three positions. Um, but look, I think. I know John Taylor doesn't work it out, and then Mahomes going against the Chargers. So I think, you know, we could see a bit of an under-projection here for Mahomes. I think he could go a bit lower than what we're thinking. Um, you know, the projections for Mahomes, they're always, you know, he usually gets 25. So I reckon he's, probably, I reckon he's in between 15 and 20 this week for Mahomes. Uh, and then, yeah, I just don't trust Andrews. And I think Godwin, he, they seem to be rotating those receptions at um, Tampa Bay. So I think... You know, Godwin could be the man out this week, so you never know. Um, and then Hawley, I'm back from Lamar this week. Um, not sure about Mike Davis because I've just picked up um, Cordaro. Yeah, Cordaro, and Cordaro. Um, I think he's out. I think that's a good pickup from my end, and that's. Um, but yeah, I think Pitts is due for a bit of a breakout as well. So I've got um, McKenna here. Yeah, I. It's a tough one. I. Oh, I'm gonna to have to take Saquads. I'm um, I'm with you, Carl. I love the uh, the 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 building story. Uh, we got him plus five point two on the line. Um, I'd probably I, I I didn't even think he'll beat the line. I think it'll be very close. Uh, but I, I'm gonna to have to take um, say Saquads this week. Um, Jay, wait, before you before we move on to the next matchup, I reckon J Man makes a pretty good point there with Chris Godwin because Jalen Rams they're going up against the Rams here. Jalen Rams is gonna lock someone up. And I and I reckon it's going to be there, number one receiver, so I reckon mm. he'll be getting the attention. Yeah, true. Actually, yeah, when you got a lockdown corner, and yeah. and he Ramsey follows him as well. He doesn't just take one side of the field. He often follows mm. yeah. the top receiver. So yeah, that's actually yeah. not a bad pickup. Um, much better analysis this week than we got from uh, <laughs> some of the previous guests on the podcast. <laughs> um, moving on, we got. Um, uh, Vaughn Clues taking on Zeke Shit Elliott. Uh, wow, a lot to play for here. A lot for battle, both sides. The battle of the Owens, honestly. Yes. Yeah, this will be good. I think um, you know one of us gets off this. We're not as far from the playoffs as people think because I think it's, I think it's three people on two and zero. The rest are on one and one. So we get to one and two. One of us. It's not. You know, we're probably not making playoffs, but it's well, one step closer. I don't think we're too far away. Spud won the comp from on too, so... Yeah, exactly. You know? So, um, I don't think it's, you know, can't believe Graveyard yet, but I think 
I'm being honest here. I think I can take this out. Um, I think I, I think Zeke is due for a bit a better game. I know he's splitting with Pollard, but I think you know, like I'm up against Philly, I think he can um, have a bit of a better performance. I need it close to 20 to 25 from here. I think Rogers sort of figured it out a bit. San Francisco defense uh, isn't looking too shabby at the moment. He had a big injury last week to one of their um, key players in their defense. So I think Aaron Rodgers can go for a bit of a bomb here. A bit concerned about Antonio Gibson um, up against Buffalo. I know Buffalo got pretty good defense. So I'm hoping for the best, but, you know, it's not it's looking pretty grim there. And then I'm just going to have to hope for the others to sort of outperform Youngies, sort of uh, Sutton, Jasicki's. Um, but I do see he's put Tyreek Hill on the flex there. So take a bit of pressure off Tyreek. Um, I think it's going to be pretty close. Um, hopefully I can, you know, steal the steal the win off here from Youngie. For sure. Yeah, and I'm also taking uh, you, Jay, man. Um, I think, yeah, I'm with you. Zeke is eventually going to have to break out a game. I thought it was going to be last week. Uh, it just depends on that carry situation. Um, if he goes back to what he previously was or even close, um, I think you win this pretty handsomely. Uh, we'll go to the next game. This will be... Jeez, uh, this week's given, it, given us everything we want uh, out of this league. Christian McDaffrey's versus Shanghai Sharks. Uh, McDaffrey's yeah, God, that's good. minus 4.9 on the line. Uh, big projections for McDaffrey's, 130.1. Very big. Uh, I mean, you, gotta, huge, yeah. you also got to keep in mind that Dak scored five points last week. Uh, I, I don't see that happening back-to-back weeks. No. Unless it wants to happen, but yeah. it's not going to. I mean, you know, I don't think he's going to put up... I mean, what he put up close to 30 in week one, I don't think he's going to be there about every week. But I, no. I think he's a solid 20-point player. Like, he's a... Consistent yeah. 20-foot player. He'll once and every so often have a break-it game. I don't think he's going to be like he was last year for his first four games. But, but it needs to be said that the reach was still ridiculous from uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. the draft. Yeah. That needs to be back up. Still ridiculous. Like, yeah, just <laughs> off the Can board after. <laughs> Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, then Dak. And look at what Kyle Murray's doing. Kyle Murray was taking a fair few picks after Dak. And... Colin mm. Murray is just going to put up 30 Kyle points. one of the top, top QB. <laughs> he's QB1 yeah. at the moment. He, I think he's yeah. first at the moment, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's absurd. Um, but, yeah, I, who's McCaffrey got? Houston. I mean, he's going to feast on them. Houston have actually been really good. Um, Houston have been really good defensively. But didn't um, Chubb put up a few? Think, Chubb know, put up some numbers, didn't he? I think he did. I think he did. But I think I was looking at sort of – uh, Nazi about this preseason. We're all sort of riding off the Texas completely, zero and seventeen. I think they're one and one at the moment. They got a win first week, but I think their defense is a bit better than everyone is, um, you know, talking about. So I think, I think I can see McCaffrey going under here. Um, but I'm just concerned about Carl's sort of quarterback um, position there. I think he's got to sort of upgrade that. I mean, I know he's got a lot of talent around the board, um, but then yeah, flowing on with Houston with the new quarterback, I think Brandon Cooks. He gets a ton of receptions, I know that, but I think uh, put a bit of pressure on the young quarterback. I think Cooks might pay a little bit there. Yeah, for sure. Okay. It's definitely a risky play. What, what, what do you think? Mm, what are the actual yeah. tips? Uh, I think uh, I, I really like Shanghai. I know the projections aren't as kind to them at the moment compared to McDaffrey's, but I just think he's got the players there. He's got Chubb, Carson, C.D. Land, Cooks, Kelsey, I think he might change out Anderson. Um, I think Sharks get it done this week. And I see Amari Cooper's questionable. Uh, I think he got a rib injury, so I think that's a bit concerning. 
Uh, and then if he's out, you know, that just bumps C.D. Lamb up. So I think Sharks this week. Carson, who are you taking? Oh, uh, look, I've got, I've got to go back my team here. Um, mate, me, me and Alec, uh, we've got per, we've got personal uh, reasons on the line here. So I reckon I'll be able to pull the uh, pull it back to one all one one here. Um, it'll be a tough one. Don't get me wrong, but uh, um, I reckon the uh, the quarterback situation with me picking up Daniel Jones, he could be on for a play this week. Um, yeah, that, that's an interesting. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. He, yeah. he's balling at the moment in terms of fantasy. Yeah. Uh, mm. Not doing much for those Giants, but in terms of fantasy <laughs> GMs, seriously balling at the moment. Uh, yeah, I, I just worry about that week where he just becomes a donkey. Yeah. That's the week I picked him up. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah much watch. I, I'm going to take McDaffrey's. Uh, I think just on even little things, like I think it'll be close. The Buffalo defense has got Washington uh, versus Tampa Bay have got the, the firing LA Rams. Uh, mm. I think things like that will make more of a defense yeah, than we hope. I think Washington can be shut down by Buffalo and they can really score a few points, whereas I think Tampa Bay might they might make a play or two, but I, I don't know if they're really going to go uh, and put a, a score up like they have recently. Um, so I think it might come down to those positions, actually. And, I mean, if Greyhound mm. Gano has a buddy... Another 20-point game. <laughs> I don't see Carl winning I'm not going to have much of a chance. <laughs> but, yeah, I think if, they, if he can perform in those positions, I think he can get it. But, yeah, I, I do think it's going to be high scoring. Uh, both sides have got some serious talent. Uh, last game of the round, and, and actually the biggest line um, for this round, which I find surprising considering uh, Lob City Chargers are off 2-0 at the yeah, moment um, yeah. versus the Academy points. this week. 17.3. And yeah, the line. Um, so the academy got a big start there. Oh, sorry, Bob City have a big start there in terms of the line. What do we think? Has he just gotten out to a, a bit of a fluky start, or is he is he a genuine contender? I mean, I'll be um, I'll be honest here. I think you know you get it done quite absently here, Jesus. I think I just can't say you you're you're outperforming him in all but two positions. Um, 114, quite low. That's almost like an injury sort of uh, riddled squad there. So, And I think he's got LaVisca Chenault there, who might be injured. Um, I think he is injured. I'm not sure if he's playing or not, but I think... Yeah, he's questionable. You know, he's got this, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, I'm all for the rookie. Um, he beat me last week, so I, I hope um, he does beat you, but I think you're going to be too classy here, Beach. I think he's got the squad for it. Um, but yeah, just concerned a tiny bit about. Uh, I don't think Jacobs is playing, so you probably sub him out. And then Chip Johnson, I think um, he might be uh, quite doubtful, but you'd have to sort of clear me up on that one. Well, and, and when does a guy like Odell come back? Right? And, and does he have an yeah. impact? I mean, that would be. I, 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 think, think, I think it's too early. Like, even if he, it's his first game back, I don't reckon. Can't play him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, not, yeah. this team's probably think... missing one or two players. To yeah. be a genuine contender, they're probably just a little bit off the mark. But if Odell comes back and he's the red zone f- uh, threat he's been in the past, um, mm. you know, and they they start to have some troubles running the ball, yeah, you could see him. I think he's play. been a bit uh, done by uh, George Kittle there. Uh, I know he's probably went on in probably thirty to forty, um, and he hasn't looked anything like last year. Yeah, thirty um, seconds. Probably that taken. Yeah, probably that injury is probably playing a little bit more than we thought. Um, and yeah, that San Fran offense looking pretty average at the moment. You know, they're just a mess quarterback. Um, 
Yeah, very I, much, very I much thought, a run first offense as well. You yeah, yeah, George yeah. Kittle is the blocker. Yeah, and, and uh, Debo Samuel has been getting it. Like all those wide receivers are getting a bit. Yeah, but you just not seeing Kittle get get that action. Mm. Mm. Um. So yeah, a bit bit to watch there for him. Um. But geez, I mean, the way Brady's playing, I, I think I'll win. I'm, yeah. I'm backing you, Beige. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. You take the cookies here, Beige. I think I'll take him. I, I think he. He's got off to a hot start, so he can afford a couple of losses and try to get things in order. Uh, try yeah, to either exactly. pick up. He's probably you know a big waiver wire pick, and Odell coming back probably puts him right on the pace again. But I think at the moment mm. yeah, he's probably a bit lean in his squad yeah. to compete. And DK's been rough this year, so I think DK turns it around at some stage. Yeah, like, I think he's had like you know two less than fifteens or so. I know he had a touchdown last, uh, two weeks ago, but last week he had pretty suboptimal performance. So I think. You know, it's only a matter of time before players like Metcalf, even Gaskin, Gaskin had a down game. Well, do, do you um, reckon he's just yeah. getting more attention on that side, Metcalf? Yeah. I, I haven't been watching many Seattle games, actually. But last year, I think there was still a belief that Lockett was still the mm. number one, and DK got a lot of, I guess, easy catches downfield. Whereas I think this year, you've seen Lockett explode a bit. Is it just because yeah, now... Maybe they're, they're just leaving. Less attention. Yeah. DK, yeah. DK's got the... Uh, the time, and now Lockett's better, those big ones. So, yeah, yeah it, mm. it is interesting uh, to watch. But, yeah, I think he can get it. He can definitely swap around. I just don't, yeah, I don't think this week's going to be it for him. Um, but, yeah, really, really good start from the rookie um, this year. So, all credit to him. Um, before we before we sign off today, uh, gents, I want to get both of your thoughts on the uh, the current Nudie um, score and, and will will it be beaten this year? Um, um, I, I think I, I, I think it does. Just so what, get, what is the, what's the score from last year? It was fifty. Uh, it was Sixty-five. Oh, oh, well, no, I don't was, know. I don't know. I, I, it's either sixty-five or fifty-nine. Until um, the I'm new pretty sure. It, I'm pretty sure it's sixty-five, but it could be fifty-nine. Um, I think eighty-two. I don't know. Like at the moment, with how everyone's going, I don't. I think it could be the lowest. But like you could, you saw last week, like Poss. You know, Possible's looking, looking like a good team coming into that week. He still is a good team. Um, he's just had a really bad week. So I don't put it out of the equation that, like, you know, someone could have a really bad week. And, you know, Charlie was on for it as well. So um, until Jones and sort of Brady put him out of it. So at the moment, I don't think it's looking like based on performances, but, you know, that changes. So I think uh, it's probably about 50-50 at the moment from my end, uh, probably leaning side of, um, you know, probably 82 might be the lowest this year. What do you think? I reckon, I reckon someone's going to beat the 82. Yeah. Like, 82 is too high a nudie score. I agree. You'd feel that. hard done by if you... Yeah. And I, I think, <laughs> for me, I kind of thought... I actually didn't really realise the nudie was a thing until, I guess, you know, very late in the year, potentially until the nudie happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was, you know, we're just joking. I, I just didn't even notice. So I didn't notice how low some of the scores were last year. Uh, I think, they got pretty low. I remember I got it. Um, I think Matt... I think, Maybe I was the I got it from Matt. I think the second or third week, it was like seventy something, and then Post got you know less than one below it the week after. So I was straight off it. So I didn't really get home. And now I've been two weeks on it, so it's a bit more concerning. But I'm hoping someone does get lower. Um, could even be me to be honest. My team's pretty average, we, so I'm we, just hoping it's not lower. I, I think as well that the this year so far, a hundred and twenty five point two. That's the uh, combined average score so far. So it's, it's pretty high yeah, this year, the actual standard. So you've got to be somewhat... You, I think you're going to have to wait for a bye week. 
to be honest. Yeah, I think so. Some but bye like, weeks, for example, once some of the big dogs are out, yeah. some teams yeah. are pretty top-heavy and rely on one or two players. So, Yeah, um, <laughs> especially with the new uh, playoff format. We've got an extra week in the season. Uh, I'm not sure if you want to talk about it, Beige, or next week when we sort of discuss yeah. it with the... I think I'm going to have um, to go have a one-on-one with the uh, the commissioner about these sorts of yeah. uh, dilemmas um, yeah. before we before we divulge it to our listeners um, around the world. BJ, I just want to say one thing. Um, if hypothetically, if someone gets the nudie and they get the second lowest score as well, if they get both the, the two lowest scores, is what, that cause? For that's a double nudie. Yeah, it's a double. Nudie. <laughs> that's two. That like, that's uh, that's like not half the block. That's like a full blocky. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's the that's the cross the road type of nudie. Like, yeah. you, to, you, you run you up to the intention of the car. You run up to the lights, wait till the <laughs> lights turn green, <laughs> go across, and then run down to the pedestrian crossing. Uh, yeah, it, you, there's got to be some punishment uh, if you're consistently underperforming. I just be sleepless here. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I Poss's um Poss's second loss. So I'm okay for now. Uh, until next week, so. <laughs> So, yeah, much to watch there. Uh, I think as well, particularly if, it, if there has to be an additional penalty if you're the wooden spooner and the nudie holder. That's true too. That's particularly, yeah. you know, pus. So as long as you can get a few wins on the board, you can at least, you know, get some of the humiliation away. Uh, <laughs> anyway, gents, it was great to have you uh, on the pod today. I wish we could talk for another hour, but uh, that's all we got time <laughs> for. Um, good luck with your matchups this weekend. Um, and I look forward to having you on the pod again. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks, Thanks yeah, for having us, Paige.